Now we know that finding the perfect non-alcoholic drink can sometimes feel like a major challenge, but we've discovered something that's about to knock your socks off and your taste buds too. Go Brewing. Did you know Go Brewing was rated number one, number one, Michaela, for non-alcoholic beer in the country and rightly so. Fun fact. All of their beers fall under the gluten-free guidelines, so you won't get that gross bloated feel that you sometimes can get when you're drinking, let's be honest. Plus, all their brews without fruit have less than one gram of sugar. Because we want to feel sexy and sober and have fun, Go Brew is the perfect choice for us. And who says beer isn't sophisticated? When you could just put it in a champagne glass like I do. My favorite at the moment is the Sunshine State Tropical IPA from Go Brewing. It's the mango and peach flavor. As a listener, you can save 15% by going to brewing.com slash sobergirls or by using the code sobergirls. Plus, get a free two-day shipping on orders of $40 or more. Again, go to brewing.com slash sobergirls or use our code sobergirls for 15% off. Okay, can I be honest here? Yes. I used to rely on alcohol for a lot of things, including managing my PMS symptoms like anxiety, irritability, feeling blue, ugh, huge mistake. However, as a sober girl today, that is obviously not an option, but have no fear. Ladies, we found a solution to our PMS woes, alcohol so not needed. Enter Jubilance, your daily support and new BFF when it comes to true and effective PMS relief. It's so simple. Just take one capsule a day and keep your symptoms at bay. If you're interested in trying it, you can use the code SOBERGIRLS for $10 off your first order. I've noticed I have more energy, focus, less cravings, and my mood feels so much more balanced. Jubilance is a non-hormonal available over-the-counter and powered by two-ingredient formula used by thousands of women worldwide to live PMS mood symptom-free. Think less anxiety, less irritability, more peace, power, and dare I say, fun all month long. Try Jubilance for $10 off by visiting jubilance.com forward slash sobergirls or use the promo code sobergirls at checkout. That's J-U-B-I-L-A-N-C-E.com slash sobergirls for $10 off. Hey guys, welcome to Two Sober Girls Podcast. I'm your host, your host Erin, along with my co-host Michaela. Um, we have an incredible guest today for episode 11, the Sober Point of View with the amazing Tom Ballerman. Welcome, Tom. Um, Tom is seven years sober. He um, is a certified peer support specialist for six years. He um, is a recovery coach for all different pathways, which we're super excited to dive into today, including favor faces and voices of recovery. Welcome, Tom. Hey, Aaron. It's great to see you. You're so psyched. Hey. Uh, before we Very jump big. in. So pumped. So pumped. We want to hear a little bit about your background to what got you to this point today, sitting on two Sober Girls podcasts with us. Exactly. Well, uh... <laughs> Well, I mean, uh, um, you know, full disclosure, Aaron and I, Aaron and I are uh, uh, related, yeah. <laughs> but uh, um, there, I just blew our anonymity right there. There it goes. Um, there damn. it goes out the window. <laughs> no, so um, I grew up uh, typical, I guess, Irish American family. Uh, there was, uh, um, we had a generational alcohol abuse, 
um, combined with being a little kid at the family gatherings and thinking there was magic in those glasses. Mm. Um, and so, you know, and, and in those types of families, uh, you know, I, uh, um, you know, there was a, a little bit of the physical abuse that kind of, you know, I involved into like that scared little kid. Um, and I really never grew out of that. So, uh, um, and then that, you know, that scared little kid went through life joint, you know, was uh, in the military. I was in Iraq, Afghanistan. Um, and that scared little kid did everything he could to, to protect himself. And I used alcohol as a, as a, as a way to do that. And I, um, you know, was pretty much a full blown addict, uh, early on and, uh, was able to anyway. So, uh, I sought help and, uh, I picked up my last DUI and on, uh, in May of 2015, and I put down my last drink June 6th of 2015. Mm, that's amazing. So were you a functioning alcoholic? Would you say, did you have a job and all the things? Yeah, I did, you know, uh, um, I, I was probably a mid bottom, uh, you know, I, um, I like to, uh, Robin Williams said once that a functioning alcoholic is like, uh, getting a lap dance from a paraplegic, like it can happen, but it's, eh, you know, it's really not that great. You're really not functioning at your highest, but yeah, I did. Um, but my disease told me that even at the very end, when I was living in an empty house on an air mattress with a TV, and nobody around me that I still had it under control, oh. you know? And so it, it took really, you know, that last consequence of the DUI, which was consequently about five days after my divorce was finalized that uh, I really need to make a change. Mm-hmm. And did you, your first step, was it in the rooms of AI? Was that your first means of getting well, so? You know, it's uh, uh, it's funny because I, I didn't really know what to do. So I, um, I my, know. my yeah, no, I so I'm, I'm like, wow, you know, um, that's right. I think that's the problem. This I've is got this here. issue, but I don't know what to do. And Hollywood's portrayed AA is cuckoo, you land gloomy thing. Like, do I really want to be a part of that? Yeah. So my brother actually had to pay for me to go to, of course, I'm thinking I have everything under control. I couldn't even afford intensive outpatient myself. So my brother paid for me and I've since paid him back, but, um, uh, to go to IOP mm-hmm. outpatient program, which, you know, allows you to still function in the world mm-hmm. as yeah. you try and figure this out. And, uh, yeah. So what we did was, uh, you know, we had visitors and, you know, I, um, I, at first I didn't go to AA because I didn't really know what to do. So I went to this place called favor and it was, I walked in and everyone was so happy Uh and everyone like was, you know, just, and at the point at that time, it was more, how do I not drink today? Like I really wasn't ready to do step work. We Mm. We were doing step work in IOP. But um, I was like, how, you know, how does that help me right there in the moment? And I just needed to, like the opposite of addiction is connection. Mm-hmm. And I'm now about to disconnect from 
in my own mind, all of, of everybody that I've ever known because I, they were all my drinking buddies, right? Yeah. Everyone, like I'm, I'm thinking I'm disconnecting from my family, yeah. right? I'm disconnecting from my entire social fabric. So I'm just taking a scissor to it. So, mm-hmm. I, um, so that, you know, I, I, and then it was just more like, Hey, like we, we, you know, I'd grab a bunch of people. We'd go to the movies that day to not go to the bar. Right. Or something yeah. as simple as playing bingo and connecting into the world. And after about 30 days of that, then I was ready to kind of do step work. Like I knew I needed, this isn't going to just sustain me. I needed to actually get into a program. So my recovery plan, my recovery program today is a mixture of several different uh, disciplines. I love that. Can so, I ask you, oh, so go ahead, Michaela. No, 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 go. <laughs> I just wanted to know, can you explain what favor is? Like how it's different from AA? Like, it, you know, I don't really sure. understand. Um, well, you know, there's a couple things that, like for me at the time, my relationship with any higher power wasn't great, whether it be, you know, what I'd seen overseas and what people do in the name of religion for, and, uh, you know, just not being on a winning streak when I had to put that last beer down. Um, and I knew that there was something weird in my brain, the VA had already told me, but, um, um, at favor, we were, you know, you're able to talk a little bit more about some of the neuropsychological um, aspects to addiction, you know, that uh, one in 10 of us walking the earth are actual addicts clinically, that uh, my brain is not functioning like others. I don't produce the same level of dopamine as somebody who would be considered normal. So, um, it helped me kind of come to grips with the fact that like, it's not just a moral failing of mine. And I needed that. Like I needed that at the time. Now, having said that anyway, so yeah, so favor is like, you know, Hey, you know, if you're a devout, like an an atheist accountant and you're purely fact-based you know, we do smart recovery here. If you, that we do 12, 12 step recovery, but NAAA, but we also do like smart. We do um, celebrate, which is purely religion based, which is just, you know, really, really digging into um, religion and having that really kind of catapult you into sobriety. And uh, we have refuge, which is a mindfulness exercise and a mindfulness discipline into sobriety. So we have all of it really under one roof. And mm. I'm blessed to live in a town where we're really on the cutting edge of recovery um, out in the out in the town. We have a lot of uh, um, different AA fellowships, the home groups that uh, cater to any and all types of people. And, uh, you know, I'm out there doing that as well. Uh, I mean, amazing. So I I had a question. You mentioned when you were in your early recovery, you had different tools. You 
then needed, you know, after the 30 days you knew you needed more support. Can you speak a little bit on what is the progress with leaning into living in a life of um, being alcohol free? Right. So it's like the beginning stage, like the person who's like, okay, I think I might have a problem. What are the avenues to reach out to? Then once they do, what are some of the next steps? And then fast forward to like two, three years, how, um, what are some tools they can use then? Or like, what do you see out in the world with that? A great question, Michaela. Um, Loaded question. (laughs) <laughs> There's a lot there, <laughs> um, but no, for me, what I see is like, I, I, I'll, I'll, I'll keep it tailored to my story in that um, I did get hooked up with a home group for AA and I, then I worked out, did started the step work about 30 days in, mm-hmm. um, you know, and what I would say to people that are, that are really just even sober curious check out an AA meeting because you, you know, it's not what Hollywood portrays it. It's not a bunch of, I mean, (laughs) there are some meetings you'll find there's, you know, old timers with the cigarettes and the coffee and, you know, back in world war nam, we did it this way. And, you know, you have that, but what um, you will find very happy people, you'll find very grounded and peaceful people. You will. uh, And so there in, in all recovery rooms, I've found that. Um, so I started my step work and I, um, and I would say too, you know, don't feel like you don't feel obligated to stick to a sponsor. Mm -hmm. No, you might not jive. Mm -mm. I was lucky. My, my sponsor, you know, he had 30 years sobriety. So that was kind of scary to me, but you know, he was, um, anyway, he wound up being perfect and the perfect fit for me at the time. And, uh, uh, we methodically went through the steps mm. and, uh, you know, by that time, you know, it's funny though, because I, I say I didn't have a real relation with my higher power. By the time I was done with the steps and had about 150 days sober, I just came to, you know, they, they talk about that psychic change. Yeah. I had a, an epiphany that like, I'm not doing this myself. Mm. there is somebody else guiding me yeah and, and was that through prayer or how like meditation what are, meditation um, yeah I've got PTSD like um not the depression kind necessarily the anxiety kind mm. um and so meditation for me was difficult but I could go on long slower as I get older runs mm. and I can just or walks and I can just be by myself that way. And, you know, I just, it was just like an aha. And have you meditated prior? No, I couldn't. couldn't. This is what I I tell people. People cannot imagine meditating. And I always say, you'd be surprised what your brain, you, the levels you can reach when you commit to a practice. It's, it's revolutionary. It really is. And, uh, um, uh, you know, it's funny, uh, um, you know, I was, I had a, an idea of what I was going to say on this podcast. I've been, I've been just so pumped to, to, to connect with you ladies. Um, and then I got my mind blown yesterday. And yeah. so I was like, I just felt the need that I have to share this with you guys. Yeah, please do. Tie my story to this mindfulness. Yes. And, uh, um, 
you know, it's, it's funny because, uh, um, you know, when, when early recovery, you're like real early, like, you know, go back to when you guys, you know, are like, you know, just real, I've got a problem and I'm all these consequences I've created. I mean, it's, you're not on a winning streak and you're, um, there's some self-loathing going on, right? You don't mm-hmm. love yourself. Mm-hmm. I particular, I in particular really wasn't too close to my higher power. Mm-hmm. I thought the world was out to get me and, mm-hmm. you know, like why me mourning the loss of alcohol, my dear friend of 28 years. Totally. You know, <laughs> and there is, there is actually legit mourning in early oh, recovery. It's yeah. a relationship. Sure. Oh, it is because it was, it wasn't yeah. always bad. Right. No, it wasn't. No. You guys had so So, much fun. (laughs) Right. All the fun. Yeah. And without the the power to reminisce, the human race doesn't procreate, right? You need the power to reminisce, right? You run into that X and, you know, you think of, you know, the good times automatically come to the brain, but it's not like, Mm -hmm. oh, well, they spent all my money and gave me the crabs. That's always like the second thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you know, sorry, it's, I'm, I'm being a little salty, but that's you know, but it does. It's the Your first reminisce reason is the <laughs> yeah. romantic. It's that whole like all the good stuff that all the rom coms make money off of. Right? Yeah, of course. So you know, I kind of I took yesterday's meeting and I kind of mapped it out with my recovery, and it starts with the the phrase, and it's so such a loaded phrase. It's Free yourself from internal judgment. Mm. And it was just such a loaded phrase because for me, that was really the, that's the, 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 the foundation, the footings of my recovery, mm-hmm. really. And, um, you know, and you would find that in really from step one, knowing that you're powerless over alcohol. Mm-hmm. You know, that's really, it's a little bit of step one, two, and three, you know, you just kind of, you know, it's, you know, kind of when you're in an active addiction, you think the whole world revolves around you Mm -hmm. and it's just getting free yourself from internal judgment. And instead of being self-centered, look at being other centered. Mm -hmm. Right. And Mm -hmm. so anyway, so, you know, it's, uh, you know, (laughs) on the way from self-loathing freeing myself from internal judgment that allowed me to inventory like really the positives and negatives about me. Step four, right? So four and five, right? So um, resentment. So um, I bring up a situation. I had a, uh, and this kind of sums it up for me. This past, early this past summer, I had a, uh, what was kind of a, an innocuous argument with someone close to me. Um, and, uh, you know, they brought up a topic that, you know, they, uh, we went from just like an innocuous conversation. This particular person likes goes at you, <laughs> you know, if they don't like what you have to say, all of a sudden they go ahead and play dirty. And so they did, you know, they, uh, um, you know, mentioned, alluded to the fact that I was a part-time parent because my children are in Maryland, which normally would be hurtful. Mm-hmm. That was meant to hurt. Mm-hmm. And there was someone close to me. Mm-hmm. And so the old me, the drinking me would have taken the gloves off and have gone lower. 
and then we would have taken it lower and lower. But, you know, at the point I had seven, you know, seven years sobriety. I, and I had a, a mindfulness and a self-awareness to know that I need to pray for that person. Mm-hmm. I need to understand that that person is sick and they are actually, their self-judgment is an anchor to their life. Yes. And they can't. And because of that, like, you know, what is it? Hurt people hurt people. Yeah. You know, so it's just, uh, and and I just like, let it go. So you did it in the moment. So that happened. And then in your mind, you said, <laughs> no, it's progress, not perfection. Right. So initially I'm thinking, oh, I've got something for you now. Some practical steps. <laughs> yeah. You know, um, Aaron can tell you and Aaron's family can tell you, Aaron's mom can tell you, I'm not known for my charm. Um, so, uh, um, that's not the first reaction, but it was like, I can, because I've kind of done the inventory and yeah. I no longer, I, I'm no longer my harshest, my own harshest critic, but I'm realistic about it. I knew that that's not right. Just disengage and, yeah. you mm-hmm. know, just understand that hurt people hurt people. And that's a person that, you know, just really isn't as lucky as I am. You know, I mean, I'm lucky. Who has it better than us, ladies? Yeah. Think when about you're it. Sitting in that place of appreciation and you're connected to your maker. And that's from the big book too, Tom. Like, you know, it tells us to pause and pray and we go throughout the day. We're going to be triggered, it, but we are in control now of how we react. Because guess what? I'm filled with the spirit of God. And I don't have to react. I can give out love. I can pause, pray, take a step away. Yeah. See if I can be of And that accumulates. Yeah. That accumulates so Awful. much. And how you react truly gives you the experience of life because then that sends you, sends it back to you. And yeah. when you keep on adding to that, your, your life ends up being a, a big ball of love and light and joy. Even if there's like shit flying around, do you know what I mean? That is that is a that is a, a great way to put it, Michaela. Because like I'll be driving down the road, and again, I am very, I, I am affected by the environment. And it's mm-hmm. a, and if it's a sunny day and I'm driving down the road, sometimes I will just get off. Have you ever had like just a flood of endorphins? Oh like, my god, it happens to me all the time. Take you where you're just like <laughs> like. I would never have felt this yeah, yeah. if I was like certainly hungover, even no, you know, the whole idea of the raging alcoholic. It's not the alcohol. It's not an alcoholic that gets drunk and yells at people. It's the fact that anything, whether they've been drinking or not, none of those impulses make it past their midbrain. And it's all just anger. Mm-hmm. Um, like, but no, I will sit there during, I'll, I'll be on a walk or a run and I'll just, I just get a flood of endorphins. Yeah. Like just, I'm glad, I'm glad I'm, I'm opening up to you guys because I, I'm, you know, you guys seem like you understand it. Oh yeah. that hap- It happens to me all the time. And I start texting people because I start thinking of people I'm grateful for. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, wow, this life is amazing. And yeah, like you don't live on that cloud 24 no. seven, but it does happen way yeah. more often when you're connected. Yeah, that's life is amazing. What I found myself doing is that's when I started taking better care of myself in other ways. It's like, all right, now the drinking is no longer Mm -hmm. like consuming my brain. Mm -hmm. 
the, you know, my sobriety now, it's now like to your point earlier, your question earlier about what do you do like two, three years later mm-hmm. is that, okay, well now I've got the alcohol and I give up, uh, I gave up uh, chewing tobacco, which mm-hmm. was an army thing. I know it's nasty and two sober girls, it's not a great topic, but you know, no, that but was we, everybody that, has something. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. And then, you know, I, I start eating, you know, I mean, a little bit better, but progress, not perfection. At least I know when I, when it's raining outside and I eat three gas station hot dogs, I know I'm in a bad mood. Yeah. You know, I can at least like okay. step out of myself and look back and say, okay, Tom, well, this, this totally makes sense. Not something I, this, not the self-awareness I ever had in my life before. Um, and then it's like, well, because life is gotten so beautiful. Like I want to like stay in it. You know, uh, um, I'm actually on a heart monitor right now wow. um, for low blood pressure. Wow. Um, just two weeks, but uh, it's, um, you know, like I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm being proactive in my, in, in maintaining my health. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm being more like understanding of like, Hey, I, you know, just, as I get older, I want to, because I want to be in this life. I want to be in it. Yeah. yeah. Like I'm not filling myself up with a depressant. No. So I'm getting, I just, I don't know. I just want to stay on the spinning rock. Just another couple more days. Right. You're making sober decisions, which I let my sponsor used to always tell me it's a, it's just sober decision. Like once you put down the drink and you do the work and you walk through the steps for me, that's how I, you know, became sober. Everything now is a sober decision. What you not like, you know, you know, getting in a fight with that person, that's a sober, that's what sober people do and everything and wanting to take care of your body because I'm aligned with God and my body's incredible. Of course, I want to put the best things in my body and I want to meditate and I want to sleep and I want to be of service. I want to show up for my kids. I want to show up for the world. And she's, you know, Michaela's incredible at this. She will get these divine inspirations. I'll get messages from her and be like, oh my God, that's exactly what I needed. Like you get to be a channel now for other people to be a messenger. That doesn't happen when we have poison running through our bodies. We're cut off from the sunlight of the spirit. And you've just given so, so much, um, Thank you for being honest about your PTSD. I think that's going to help so many people. Um, just the way you walk through life now so differently because of your sobriety, of going through the 12 steps, of these different modalities, of having a sponsor. Um, it's incredible. And what I love, it just keeps getting better and better. Like what we find, right, Michaela? Like, yeah, you just feel better. You You become more of who you truly are. And another thing that I find fascinating too is that like these weren't like conscious decisions really to better my fe- myself. These were driven by my my id, my inner, my my inner voice, my mm-hmm. uh, midbrain. It was my instincts telling me like all of a sudden I uh, you know I mean now all of a sudden like I'm on top of you know, I have much better control. Like I'm not trying to avoid. And those instincts stuff. are numbed and they're shut off when you are drinking. That is, that is the problem. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. And, and I'll, I'll tell you something that's kind of funny. Um, 
when you, you had mentioned something, Aaron, about uh, uh, leaning into your children, I actually, this is something I would have never thought of doing seven and a half years ago. But this summer, um, I had my boys, you know, I part-time parent, uncle, dad, I, you know, I mean, but I, I, I had them all, all summer and my twin boys are 10. And um, I got to, I, I talked to my boss and my regular job and I told him, look, Hey, I got my boys all summer. I really want to try and lean into this. Um, are you okay with me kind of not, you know, um, kind of not being super proactive in my regular job? And, you know, he, it was you know, a tough question to ask. Hey, boss, are you, are you okay with me underperforming? <laughs> mm-hmm. And uh, he was fine with it. And mm-hmm. so I leaned in and I did what they did. And I didn't, I didn't abuse the privilege, but I didn't, I put their stuff completely ahead of mine. Mm-hmm. You know, I sat and watched the cartoons with them and I, mm-hmm. you know, we went out, like I didn't do any of that. Hey, go, go shoot baskets while I sit here and work. I was shooting baskets with them and uh. it was the best. I mean, it, it ended up by you where I, you know, yeah. I came up and, you know, the summer really kind of officially ends for us in Monmouth beach right. and with my brother. And, uh, it just was such a fulfilling summer, so much better than any summer I've really ever had. Oh. Um, you know, and when my daughter came down, I watched all the little teeny bopper rom-coms that, yeah. you know, and I, we would eat popcorn and watch and, you know, I, I just really leaned into it. And, uh, you know, and even though I don't see my kids as much as, you know, on the calendar, I think I, I think I have a blueprint now for yeah. the future and how I can mm-hmm. connect. It's about quality. It's not world. quantity. It's quality. And that was, anyway, I just thought I would just like, share that with you because um beautiful it is not yeah because there is that the ability you know once once you once you're connecting because you're out of addiction and connection is the opposite you just are more capable to connect with people that you never you know there's uh, with all kinds of people and on such a deeper level at least i'm fine that's all absolutely i feel like we would agree with that completely And, you know, giving someone your undivided attention presence is the greatest gift that every human being wants, especially your own children. And we're, we don't have that ability when we're under the influence. And now like that, that's what makes me rich. Like I have these beautiful children. I get to just enjoy them and love them and look them in the eye and listen. Like that's for me is like, I'm so present and I'm hearing everything versus you know, just varying degrees of like, oh my God, trying to nurse a hangover or oh, influence yeah. the worst. Well, yeah. I'm not, trying I'm, to find them something to do to keep them busy. And basically them. pushing them away. Yeah. Because that's what you're doing when you're like, mommy needs rest or whatever, right? Go play. And you keep on pushing them away. And then, you know, that's the sort of bond you're creating over time. Mm-hmm. And like with my, my relationship with my fiance, I mean, it's, uh, mm-hmm. we connect now. She may beg to differ that I, I'm not always present. That's like a man thing, you know, progress, not perfection. Right. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm, I see, I see a lot of nodding heads because you're probably like, you know, my significant other, you know, doesn't always listen, but, uh, you know, I connect, um, I, uh, with her much better than I've ever connected with anyone before. You know, 
Um, so that scared little boy inside mm. of me that I've come to grips with from trauma and different different times in my life um, is starting to kind of get a little bit more comfortable out there in the world. Mm -hmm. Yes, you are. It's amazing. And look at how many people you get to influence and impact. And I love to bring it back to like that scared little boy who used alcohol to cope and to numb and to hide, which really ended up almost killing you. Yeah. Yeah. That's, I think the hardest thing that everyone, anyone listening to this is taking a deep breath and saying, I need help. I am, I'm scared. I'm so scared of putting down my solution. I know I was, when I had to put break up with wine, I was like, I'm going to kill all of you. And then I want to die, but I have my children. Thank God, because they truly kept me alive. I was like, I'm going to live for them. I am going to fight through this. But I couldn't imagine because that was my solution, my shield, my power, my peace, my mm -hmm. my calm. It was all a lie. My coping mechanism, okay. my crutch, my I'm emotional like, crutch. It's trying yeah. to kill me. It was what was keeping me from me. And you know, anyone listening to this, like the hardest step is the first step, but what you're hearing from Tom's story and what Mikhail and I have shared, it is so amazing on the other side of addiction. It's so amazing on the other side of alcohol when you can just take that first step because life is really, I'm sorry to say, but it gets magical. Like what, you know, it gets to be this place where you're like, I, you know, Mikhail is saying, I have those moments all the time. You cannot believe how good you feel, how connected, how things will happen in your favor and you have peace no matter what's going on around you mm -hmm. you know now your peace is from within anyway we were looking for a solution outside of ourselves it's mm -hmm. inside yeah. and these you know this teaches you to go back inside and I love too that you come from a background time and this is very much Michaela too where it's not just 12 steps of AI which isn't for everyone it really isn't and I've, no. I've into meetings where if that, if that was my first meeting or I would be like, yeah, no, thanks. Okay. Not, I don't, this is not going to work for me, but thankfully divinely, I stepped into a place where I had peers who I wanted what they had and I could relate to. And then I had this most incredible, I do have this most incredible sponsor. But they I want people to know there's other ways to get sober. And Michaela has done this beautifully and you've just shared all these different modalities. Like, what would you say to someone who's like, okay, well, I walked in and A is not for me. Like, what would you tell that person today? Like, okay. Well, I'll, I'll tell them also, like, before I actually really took this thing secret, uh, took this thing uh, seriously is uh, I'd walk into the AA meetings, you know, when the consequences, you know, when people were on my ass for my drink and I'd go to an yeah. AA meeting or two and you know, sit out, sit in the back and I'd show up at one minute before the meeting and leave one minute after. And, you know, then, and then the consequences will go away. And I go back to drinking. Cause I really wasn't into it, but uh, you know, so there's, there's some of that, you know, mm -hmm. it's just people reacting to the immediate crisis. Um, but yeah. I would say that, that, you know, if, if you know, if, if there is that, if they hear this podcast and they say, yes, I want that life and are willing to at least make the make one step in that direction, know that there are many other ways to do it. And it's not, and, and not to, you don't have to dive right into step work. Right. You just, just connect, just okay. find something that day to do that takes your mind off of the 
current consequences you're in because it it's not fucking supernatural good things happen when you stop drinking yes right good things yeah i mean you know and 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 what i would say is um uh, I would look at, you know, if you if you're just sober curious, um, I would call the favor helpline because we have a certified peer support specialist on that line 24 hours a day. And they and they're all well versed and different. Um, and I would say before even even stepping into walking into an AA meeting, um, only having the knowledge of what TV and Hollywood portrays them as now they're getting better i really love that show mom i think it's fantastic yeah i don't know if you've seen it no oh it's called mom mom it's got uh, on netflix no it's on regular tv Mm. it's on uh it's uh, anna faris and allison janney she's funny oh and it's just it's mother daughter recovering addicts Oh and God. they go, it's all about, they go to the women's group AA and it's, um, oh, it's so funny. That's but, great. But uh, um, if, if you can, if you'll allow me, I'll, I'll, I'll put this number out there into the universe. Definitely. Um, Absolutely. It's 864-430-1802. And if, for the sober curious and just talk. Just talk to somebody. It's anonymous. You don't have to be out there like us. I mean, one minute into this thing, I blew our anonymity. <laughs> it's cool. I mean, honestly, I did. I did early on because I wanted people to know that this is what you know addiction looks like. That I, I didn't. I truly didn't think anyone like was in recovery that I knew. I didn't think that anyone. I love your water wine glass, Michaela. Yeah, I know. I was like, wow, the timing is impeccable. That's per- it was so perfect. So the more that people can see, like there are people in recovery, people choosing to live alcohol free that you can relate to and have what you you know want the lifestyle. Yes, put it out there. Like you know, you know that it's. I can talk about my recovery. You can talk about yours. I can't talk about anybody else. Like that's really the rule. And I would never, I mean, that's yeah. evolved and I'm have the privilege to work with sponsees and I take that very seriously, but, but I can give anybody hope because I truly, like you said this earlier, I won the lottery. I, I can't believe how blessed I am. I cannot believe I get to go through this life sober and helping other people. And I cannot believe how good I feel not like mind, body, spirit. And it just keeps going and going. And my connection to God is it's blowing my mind. And, but when you honor your body and you honor your mind and you, you have your higher power as your core, we are pretty invincible. Like anything is possible. So this is why Michaela and I wanted like to start this to encourage other people to maybe make that phone call today and say, I don't know. I might need help. I don't know what to do. Being curious. It's being curious, taking those steps, learning along the way. There's going to be things that will work. There's going to be things that won't work, but Mm -hmm. you're, you're collecting different information versus doing the same thing every single day, because that's basically what it was. And Mm -hmm. I didn't, I, my, you know, I wasn't addicted or my thing wasn't like to that extent, but I can, take a look back at my routine and it was 
it was like the same shit all the time, the same mm-hmm. feelings, the same actions, the, you know, even going out to eat was like the same routine. It was like the same thing, you know, um, the overspending, the not being fully present, just thinking about, oh my gosh, should I get another one? Should I not? I have to drive this and that. And now you go out to eat and you could actually be fully present. I can come home and not feel sh- like I used to feel guilty. And, and, you know, when my daughter was born, I, I really cut down my drinking. to like, I barely drank, but when I did even just the glass, there was like this guilt cloud over me, like I'm the worst mom. And like, I don't want to live like that. I know I'm an amazing mom, but that, that mental chatter was so loud. That inner and, voice. and because I was mindful, I said, like I, I could take a step back and that's, that's all it took for me. Right. It was taking a step back. I, I didn't really reach out to anyone. It was just, how do I want to feel like, oh my gosh, I can control this. Like, let me, let me cut it out. And the more I cut it out, it was like, oh, I feel better. Oh, I drink. Okay. I feel like this. And it's just analysis and it's making those connections because we can control our life. We can control how we react, what we think, what we say, those things we can control. We can't control what goes on on the outside. But then when you do change and control yourself, you no longer will want to be in certain situations. So technically you are like shape-shifting your reality. You're Mm shape-shifting your life. And it is so powerful. Um, I'm creating a course called Life Magic where you truly get to change your life in a magical way. And we all have that power inside of us. Mm you know, um, today just explore a little bit, like chip, chip away at your perfect life every single day, do a little bit, every single moment, every, every thought is another chance, you know, to, to do better. Great. Great. Every thought is I'm going to steal that from you. Go for it. I'm I'm, I'm unabashed. (laughs) I'm I'm, at least I'm going to, at least now I'm self-aware enough. I'm going to tell you. (laughs) Yes. Right. But <laughs> you brought up an interesting point. Um, awesome. And, uh, you know, I was like, you know, you even cared about how you were driving home at the end of it. Me, no. I, I didn't. I put a suicide note on the dashboard and I was just going mm-hmm. off to the next bar. <laughs> so that's kind of what got me into trouble to begin with. But, um, well, it's not kind of, it's precisely what got me into trouble. But, uh, yeah. um, you know, what I do, I, you know, because with people in early recovery too, is I just, uh, visualize the hula hoop right everything inside everything outside that hula hoop you have no control over including the behavior of your kids including how your family members look at you now that you're in sobriety you know because like me I trained my family for 28 years to treat me a certain way you know that's another thing yeah (laughs) you know the outer world the the you know the um the outer world you know you, you don't you have no control over anything outside that hula hoop but more importantly, you have control of everything inside that hula hoop. Yeah. Right. And so that's like a, probably a much more um, uh, basic way of saying what you're saying, Michaela, is that, yeah, you know, but a, as you master the inside of the hula it's hoop. It's all about self-development. Everything else. Develop the mind, to. develop the self and take away all of those like belief systems that we like carry with us, you know, that's another thing. It's like, it's, it's such a heavy burden. And you're like, 
carrying it, doing the same thing. Like you're not truly living your authentic life that way. Mm-mm. No, because you're not freed of your we, internal judgment. Yeah. So we are all worthy of living our unique blueprint. Hell That's yeah. it. <laughs> and it's great. In a way, every day, layer and layer to we become the most authentic version, amazing version of ourselves. Um, Tom, what's one thing for like just a takeaway that you do every day that you, without fail that you're like, you know, I do, and this is something I taught, I, I, I was taught in a positive psychology class hmm. um, that I took. Um, I find three things that day that I find beautiful. Oh. And there are three different things each day. And at first you're thinking, wow, that's just really impossible to think of. But like, again, more will be revealed. The more you actually do it, the the easier it becomes. And, you know, it just really kind of helps. It gets that positive, that optimist muscle in your brain. Focus. Working, yes. Yeah. So I I do that. That's the one thing I, 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 I I can honestly say I do every day. That is beautiful. It's beautiful. What a great takeaway. So guys, that is your homework. Yes. (laughs) That is homework. And to reach out to call favor, if anyone is sober curious, um, Tom, can we get that number one more time? And it's also, um, you can go uh, to uh, www.favorgreenville.org. I know Erin, I I passed along to you and I guess to Michaela, the the newsletter. Amazing newsletters. Yeah incredible like amount of information and ways to plug in and connect and it's hard work this is hard work but it doesn't have to suck no people assume hard work is misery it's not i i laugh more now than i have in years either way you're gonna do the hard work do you want to do the hard work feeling shitty or do you want to do the hard work feeling amazing in your body and falling asleep and feeling like ah like i feel good about myself Right. That's the difference. Yeah. Let me go ahead and give that number again. It's yeah. area code 864 430 1802. And this is even if you're sober curious or if you're sober curious for a spouse or a child, or if you're sober curious for um, a mother or father, we have uh, on staff, we have an amazing group of uh, certified peer support specialists for the family, for the spouse, and for the individuals as well. So is this just for alcohol or is this for drugs? Oh, no, it is well? for anything. Anything. Okay. Anything. Yeah. Awesome. Very good. Awesome. Well, thank you, Tom, for hopping on thank with you, us. Katie. And anytime. Been and amazing. I mean that. Thank you. Thank you. And that phone number for those of you who are driving while listening to your podcast, which is what I do all the time, that number will be in your show notes and we will see you next time. Have a beautiful day. Addiction impacts all of us. Addiction's consequences run through all of us from ourselves to our loved ones and through our communities. Addiction creates so much loss and grief. My name is Dwayne Osterlin, and I'm the host of the Addicted Mind podcast, a show featuring personal stories, expert guests, and vital information about addiction and addiction recovery. 
We'll talk with leading treatment providers to discuss the latest research and treatment options for this devastating disease and advocate for mental health awareness. We discuss topics like the importance of creating a community of support to helping loved ones to some of the latest research on psychedelic medicines. The Addicted Mind podcast has been about creating hope listening to stories of many amazing people that have overcome addiction and are thriving. If you or a loved one is struggling with addiction, subscribe to the Addicted Mind podcast wherever you get your podcasts or check out theaddictedmind.com. New episodes every Monday. See you there.